Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Now, today I want to introduce a good friend of mine, uh, Janine Simons. Now, she's the founder of Color Bar Manager, and she's also a salon CEO at Main Salon. Uh, Today, we're going to talk about controlling costs so you can prioritize profit while simplifying salon processes without spending any extra time on admin. So, hey, Janine, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, thanks. Yeah, great to be here, Larissa. Um, yeah, it's always a pleasure to come and chat with you and your crew at the Salon Owners Collective. So before we kick off, I want to do a quick, who the heck are you? Where are you? What do you do and how did you get to be doing that? All right. Well, so my name is Janine Simons. I am based in New Zealand. So I live in Wellington, New Zealand, actually as a crow flies, not too far from you, Larissa. <laughs> I can um, see you so across the road. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much, <laughs> which is fun. Um, so yeah, based here in Wellington, New Zealand, I have, uh, as you said, I have, I'm the owner of a salon in the central city. I have a team of 14 in my salon at the moment. And I'm also the co-founder of uh, Calabar Manager, which is an inventory app designed to catch a gram for gram, the color you use in your color as you use it and replace it at the push of a button. Um, so that, I, that came about um, into my life because I was absolutely completely frustrated by the amount of time and money I was spending on managing inventory in uh, my salon. Yeah, nice. All right. Well, I thought you were the perfect person to come and talk about controlling costs because gram for gram, this is your focus. Uh, and I know stock is can be a big challenge, like the frustration that you had, not only the time that it takes, but getting it correct and, and not overspending um, and, you know, rallying your team around. So let's talk a little bit about um, controlling stock specifically in the salon. What are some of the key things um, maybe allocating the right amount of stock to have on the shelf so you can be prepared for you know the week that's coming up. What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. Look, the, um, forever the colour bar or the colour area of a salon, in my mind, has, is one of the biggest sinkholes in a salon. Mm. It's one of the areas where we lose money pretty quickly and often um, for all the reasons, you know, um, from stylists not charging for their extra five grams that they've mixed up for their toner or in many cases in a salon, not even charging for a toner. Oh, I just popped a toner on at the basin. Well, they don't charge for it. Um, and or, you know, all of the things, over-mixing, product going down the sink, mixing the wrong thing. Um, so there's many reasons why we um, spend a lot of money at the Calabar. And ordering is a whole other side to it as well. Sort of, you know, ordering colour when we've used maybe 10 grams out of a tube and we hardly use that tube but we kind of keep our minimum to one tube kind of thing. So there's lots of ways that we spend money, you know, in that area or lose money. Um, So it's a really, really pet project of mine to, um, you know, my own salon, I really focus on that like a hawk. And uh, it's one of my industry goals is to help all salons become much more profitable in that area. Um, 
I think when it comes to running a salon, we need to be aware of all those little expenses because a little crack can sink a big ship. <laughs> um, if you, yeah. you know. It's that saying, um, keep your eyes on the pennies and the and you'll save the pounds. I forget the saying. But do you think it's because as uh, creative types, we're constantly thinking about the outcome for the client and achieving a result, and we're not really thinking when we're mixing about the cost per client or any of those sort of financial aspects is this what is this how we get so wrong and we don't focus on it and we just let our team go for gold yeah 100 percent. i think so um well and our team are not going to focus on that that is not what they're there for that's mm. that's our role as leaders or ceos or owners of our salon it's our role to create the processes so that um the pennies do look after the pounds you know um the stylists yeah i think in the stylist world put your stylist hat on they really just want to focus on creating beautiful color and and the um technique and the formulas that they're going to use today they don't want to have to worry about how much it's costing the salon so we need to make that process really easy for them so one of the things that i have got going on in my salon is we work to an allocation system so this allocation system means for us that every single service, it's an internal program. Clients are really unaware of it. It's internal education. So all of my stylists, all of my team are aware that for each service that a, a salon client has booked for, there's an allocation of color for that service. And so within that service, if they happen to mix up more than the allocated for the service, then they need to charge for that. So what that actually looks like in real terms, so let's, for example, take, um, we do a lot of foliage, balayage, we just call them a creative colour. So anything that's not a full head of foils or not a um, regrowth colour application refreshing the ends, we allocate 100 grams of colour to that service. So the client is pre-quoted for 100 grams of colour. Now, as stylists, we know with extra long hair, extra thick hair, extra long regrowths, like coarser hair that's going to, or porous hair that's going to absorb more colour, probably going to need more than 100 grams for you today, Sarah Jane. So it's about making sure that we quote for um, what we think we will need. Um, and so I teach my team to do that sort of right from the get-go. And uh, that way, if they can use 100 grams, great. If they need more, great. So they can actually use as much colour as they like because as a salon owner, I know it might come across sometimes and I'm sure my team will say that it does is that I'm focused on how much colour they're mixing. But actually, I'm not worried how much colour you use to achieve that result as long as you charge for it. Yeah, yeah, okay. So let's talk a little bit about pre-quoting in that process. Like, is that something that you, uh, that the team struggle with? Is this something that you've given them a process around? Like, how do you pre-quote just kind of top line. Yeah, top line. Every every colour, every client, every service we pre-quote. So we actually pre-quote time and money. I think very important. How many times mm. do we get a client that says, oh, I've got to be at my meeting in, you know, 10 minutes. We'll pick the kids up in 10 minutes. Still got foils in their hair. Like not ideal situation. <laughs> um, so we pre-quote pre time and money. So what that actually looks like is when we do our consultation, we ask every client, would you like us to pre-quote you for your service today? We don't pre-quote all our regular clients that come every four to six weeks for a grey regrowth touch-up because, you know, they know, we know, we don't really need to. Some, sometimes my newer stylist will still offer that every time with a client that they don't know so well. Um, but every client that we're doing a big full head of foils or a creative colour or, you know, sometimes those clients are coming three, six monthly. So um, every client, every time we pre-quote. And how that works for us is we... Um, 
go away, look at their invoice, work out what we think we're going to need color-wise, and then we pre-quote a from and to. So we have our base price, like talking back to allocations before. So I potentially am only going to need 100 grams today for you, Sarah-Jane. So your quote, um, your hair today is going to be between 250, but it could possibly be 295 if I need to use that little bit of extra product at the basin for your toner. And I'll let you know as we go along. And clients are totally fine with that. Yeah, okay. It's always, um, if you know what to expect, then you know what to expect. It's the surprise that people have the reaction to, not actually the extra money. Absolutely. And it's also um, that awkwardness for stylists when they pre-quote. So we've pre-quoted 250. Oh, no, Janine, I've actually mixed up 25 more grams. What am I going to do about that? It's really hard to go backwards. So we need to overestimate rather than underestimate. And the client is much more delighted at reception to hear that it's $20 less less today (laughs) than like, oh, I'm really sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, if we're not passing the costs on to our clients, we're paying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about waste and managing overmixing. Uh, I mean, like the pre-quote and the, and the allocations in theory should stop any wastage, right? But is this still now with those tight systems, is, is waste still something that you have to manage? Waste is still something I monitor, absolutely. It's probably not as big of a problem in our salon now as it, as it used to be. I've done all the things in the past, like had waste bowls like a salon united one that we measure and weigh at the end of the week and um individual ones name and shame that's a fun game isn't it yeah totally look we do all the things that we can do just to get the message across to our team you know um and I think now we now it's all you know we've developed a system where it's we can plug it in so that formulas are updated for us and we don't overmix the next time. So we're getting much more savvy around those kind of things in the salon, which is great. So a lot less wastage for us. Yeah, okay. So mishaps can happen in the moment, but it's around creating systems and using technology to make sure that you're not continuing to do that and build a habit of waste. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. okay, nice. Let's talk a little bit about um, finances and like allocating um, budgets around stock because I'm surprised still um, how many owners when they come and, and work with us in Salon Mastery are still not budgeting around stock and mostly that comes from I don't know where to start my, my team say I need and they need this and they need that so um, what's your thoughts around making budgets for stock and managing that hey I just wanted to pop in to tell you something don't worry we're going to get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team, you love your team, but you're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right. Let's get back to the episode. 
Yeah, you absolutely have to have one. Number one, we need a budget for stock. Um, especially like for me, I, I don't even, I'm not even involved with the stock in my salon. So uh, I need to have a stock budget for um, Rachel Pop, who does all my inventory and stock and ordering. Um, so if she was didn't have a budget, she'd just be going either one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to end well for someone. Um, so, yeah, no, we absolutely need to have a budget. Uh, like we were talking about before, you know, if we don't keep an eye on the small expenses, they become like a big crack. And before you know it, that's where you're starting to hemorrhage money. Um, so, yeah, a budget for stock. I have a budget for everything. I think every component of your salon business needs a budget. So you've got a budget for wages, you have a budget for general expenses, a budget for your rent or fixed expenses, whatever that looks like, and a budget for marketing, and then a budget for stock and inventory. Um, and for me, I like to keep my uh, stock budget no more than 12 to 13% of my total turnover. So I look at that on a weekly, monthly, annually basis. And within that component, my color, I don't want my color to be sitting any higher than 7% of my turnover. Because if it starts to get higher than that, then I'm actually starting to dip into profits. If, I, if I'm higher than 7% in my color bar area, then I don't have as much money for all the other areas of my salon that I need to run well to their budgets. It's got to come yeah. from somewhere, right? That's right. Then they don't get the Christmas party or or, or, they, yeah. or, the, or they do get the Christmas party, but your kids don't get good presents because, you know, you're not making the profit uh, at Christmas time. You know, you're not, the kids aren't getting presents at Christmas time like they could because you're, you're someone's, someone's uh, going to pay Paying at some point. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You've got to find it from somewhere. Um, so tell me a little bit about smart ordering because I know uh, Colour Bar Manager, the goal of this is to be way on top of that. Um, is, it a, is it something, how does that work? Because I'm interested in, uh, work, is it working on levels or restocking? Like what, what's the premise around being smart with your ordering? Yeah, the premise around being smart with your ordering is to order what you need when you need it. I think, um, you know, historically, we haven't really had systems in place with colour ordering that, that are smart. Um, and by that, I mean what happens in most salons is we'll keep the box tab um, or the lid off something. And when we open it, we take that box tab and we put it in a basket and then the colour tube goes onto the shelf. And then when we go to order, we might only use five grams of colour out of that tube. But when we go to order, we'll beep that box tab and get a whole other tube of that colour. Now, this might be a colour that we use once every three months we use the tube of it. So we don't actually need that a replacement tube for that colour for another probably three to four weeks, right? So it's all about just spending wisely at the time and buying more of what you need and less of what you don't, which means that your um, stock bills definitely are decreased uh, and the time it takes to order is decreased. So Colour Bar Manager was really born to take care of all of those things, take care of the time that it, that it takes to uh, do your stock and inventory. For us, for example, to complete our orders, do a stock take and complete an order, that would be taking sort of an hour to an hour and a half a fortnight. And then to actually go through all of our spreadsheet system and everything to get the numbers that I wanted, as in what we'd sold, what we'd used, what we charged for, what we didn't, that was taking another hour a week. So we've got that down to 20 minutes now, which is a massive time saving. And if you have a stylist that's doing your stock for you, mm. that's, a, that's a whole other haircut or a colour that they can be doing in that time. Um, 
you just recently had that experience in onboarding somebody you just mentioned before. Tell me about that. I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, so I love hearing these stories when I'm talking onboarding um, new salons and new stylists. So, yes, this week I was onboarding a stylist, and she's one of the younger ones in the team, so she's looking after Calabar Manager for the team and the stock and inventory. And uh, she downloaded the app, and then one of the first things that you need to do is just go through and put the levels of stock that you have on your shelf into the app, and then you're good to go. It's a one-time thing. Anyway, she booked herself out for a, a couple of hours to get this done, because in a previous world, that's what it would take her. She was done in 20 minutes. She said, I could not believe it, Janine. Uh, so such a great win there. You know, who doesn't want to save an hour and a half? Well, it's actually now in 40 minutes. It's a lot of time. Time's right. money in our world, right? That's yeah. uh, another whole client service that she, uh, you know, could have available. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I feel like it's uh, a good sort of segue to let's talk a little bit about Calabar Manager and really what is its primary goal uh, to achieve uh, in the salon? Why do I need it? Yeah, primary goal, save the two things that we need to save most often in our salon, which is time and money. So when it comes to time, just as we've just discussed, it's really about saving time on um, spending time around stock and ordering. But it also saves your stylist time when it comes to inputting colour recipes because they put capture the grams they're using at the time. They don't have to then go back at the end of the day and type their colour formulas into another system. Um, much easier for them to capture their colour formulas and they're a lot more accurate too for the future. So it saves time in quite a few ways. Uh, but the big thing is it really saves you a lot of money when it comes to um, making sure we're billing our clients properly so we can actually see how much it's costing us per service for the amount of colour we're using and make sure that we're assessing our prices and or charging for that extra product used each time, even if it is just a toner at the basin um, or an extra five grams. You know, all of those five grams add, add up. Mm. Um, and uh, saves you money also in ordering. So there's a few ways you can order using Calabar Manager. It's an instant process. The order will literally just go straight from the iPad to your rep or your distributor. So there's no double handling, no emails, no phone calls, all the old ways, you know, that take time are gone. And you can order by pushing a button to bring it up to your maximum or minimum levels that you've inputted into the app. Or you can just order by popularity, which is what we do now, because pretty much what that means is it's just replacing gram for gram the color that I used last week. So it's not giving me anything I don't need, and it's giving me everything I do need. Yeah, I love that because actually um, minimums and maximums get outdated quickly. Seasons change and flavor of the month changes. Um, so I love the popularity. I didn't know about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they absolutely do. And, you know, point in case, copper's trending massively right now, right? So our tubes of copper were always kind of set in the mid-range of being popular, not in our top 20 to 30, but somewhere just below that. But now they're in our top 10, and I can see that pretty quickly. Um, so we've, you know, upped the order of our coppers and dropped the order of other areas where we're not moving colour the same. So I kind of yeah. love I kind of love that visibility across uh, trend and style. And that's, you know, in terms of fashion forecasting, and uh, that's pretty useful. 100%. Yeah, fashion forecasting, it will definitely do that in the bigger picture, you know, yeah, with amazing. the amount of formulas going in. But also the other thing that it does for us in the salon is, you know, you have stylists that go, we never have 
7.7. We never have this particular color. We actually show you a snapshot of the last three months for every single color and how much you've used of said color. So you, it's pretty black and white. You can sort of say to you, oh, yeah, you're right. Actually, I've noticed we have run out of that the last three times. You know, we, we'll, we'll look at that. Or it's like, actually, we've used 10 grams of that per month for the last three months. Um, and we've clearly had one client that's used it all in the last week. So uh, we don't, you know, like it's a lot more black and white to have those conversations rather than emotional. Uh, because yeah. as creatives, we get emotional when we don't have what we need to create what we need to create. And I totally get that. So it takes that away as well. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the team and getting them on board because, you know, I remember um, all of the little hacks, if you will, about how to manage stock, you know, bits of paper blue tacked to the colour bar on what they were allowed to measure and measuring wastage and, you know, putting tinfoil over your um, your powder <laughs> lightener so it doesn't explode and you can use it for the next three hours. All of those crazy things that we do um, and I feel like this kind of makes all of those systems automated, simplified. Um, what's the experience been like for the team and how do the team engage with it? Like, Take us into the team experience because it's one thing for us to want to do it as business owners, but if the team don't get on board, yeah, we've got to get the team on board. So tell me some wins for the team. Yeah, absolutely. So there's some big wins for the team. I think like anything, when you're putting a new system or process into a salon, it's not going to happen overnight. So we do need to have kind of that patience and awareness around that. Um, I find in any team, my own team, you know, included, there's always the the early adopters. They're like so excited and just rip into it and love it straight away. And then you've got the ones that aren't sure, but will get going and um, play the game. And then you have the absolute, well, I don't think that's going to work for me and I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, yes. you know, every team has every team has a mix um yeah and so i think before putting any system or any process whether it's a new service or a color bar manager into your salon it is about um having that team session or getting the buy-in from everybody and explaining the features and the benefits and why the why the why we're doing this because when people know why they're doing something it makes sense to them so the why for the stylists is you, it's, it's infinitely faster to get your formulas into Calabar Manager than type them into your current kind of note system as you're using. So that's a win for them. Should, would, could you need to do a future client of another stylist? You know that formula is going to be there not have to bring someone on their sick bed and say, I'm not sure what you used on Sarah last time. <laughs> so that's another win. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the big things for us too was obviously uh, Rach, who looks after stock and inventory for us, she does a lot of other things for the salon. So it means that her time is freed up mm. to then spend better in other places or areas of the salon um, so that she can get more done for the team as well. And last but not least, one of the best things for the team is that they always have the colour that they need on the shelf. So we're not uh, ordering, we're ordering more of what we need and less of what we don't. So coming back to that sort of 80-20 rule, I'm sure most of you know that um, the stylists use pretty much only 20% of your uh, entire colour range 80% of the time. So it really helps us to see those numbers and be able to order smartly. And that's a huge benefit to them never running out. I didn't know that actually, and I love that, that the 80-20 rule applies even to the colour world. So that's super cool. All right, um, Janine, being a business owner, 
two businesses. In fact, what is a quote or a mantra or something that keeps you sane, focused or grounded that you can share? Oh, I have so many quotes and mantras, but probably one of the biggest ones for me is to work on the roots and the fruits will follow. So it's really about doing not focusing on like the the um, the big shiny thing at the end really it's really focusing on the foundations of whatever you're trying to create or put into your salon your team your finances um, and everything will kind of flourish from there I love that I haven't heard that said like that actually um, but it is so true too many shiny objects in this world for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right what about um a book, a podcast, a resource, or something that you've had your hands on you think all salon owners should get their hands on? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'm, I read a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to the Salon Owners Collective podcast a lot. <laughs> There's some great resources and speakers in there, Larissa, so well done to you on that. It's excellent. Um, a book I'm reading at the moment uh, that I'm really enjoying, actually, is called Delivering Happiness, and it's um, it's the story of Zappos, actually. So it really, really talks a lot about the values and they've grown like a really large company based on um, really living to behaviours that sit behind values and how they've brought them to life. Um, and, you know, people in their employ um, love being there, live, eat, sleep, breathe it. And, you know, when it comes to salon teams and cultures, I mean, we're nothing without it, right? So, um, sure. yeah, a great read, a great read. All right, nice. I'll make sure I put the links to that in the show notes of this episode so you can find it super simple. All right, Janine, I know people are going to want to stalk you. They're going to want to find out about Color Bar Manager. Give us your dub dub and your socials and where can we find you? Yeah, sure. So um, my dub dub is www.colorbarmanager.com. So it's color without the U. So C-O-L-O-R, barmanager.com. Um, same thing for Instagram, Manager. And then you can stalk me. My Instagram is hebiz1010. Um, yeah, so those are my social. Right. And the salon, obviously, is uh, mainsalon.co.nz. And I encourage you to uh, have a look at Calabar Manager um, and see what it can do in terms of saving the dollars, saving the time for you and your team and streamlining and simplifying. So thank you for sharing that amazing resource with us. Yeah, 100%. Thanks for having me with Larissa. Anytime. And that's a wrap. Always lovely to hang out with you on the podcast, Janine. Now, as an owner of your salon, it is super important to have a streamlined process in place so you can continue to work on the big rocks of your business without feeling like you're pulled in all of the other directions, such as managing stock, something that your team can do for you. Not only this, and it can save you time in your day, but it will save you money too. So we all want a little bit of that. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me on the podcast today. I look forward to connecting. Thanks for joining time. me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.